Savior and my God. Well, may this glowing heart rejoice and tell its raptures all abroad. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray.
Overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword, standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises of God. I saw the light, I saw the light, no more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, sorrow inside, praise the Lord, I saw the light. So happy, sorrow 
one side. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Good to be here this morning, here to teach the God's Word and hear all these uh, young children and young adults sing for us. We're we're truly blessed to be here today and be in the Lord's house. We have so much to be so thankful for. Do continue to pray for Brother John as he continues to to heal from his surgery, and he'll soon be back with us. He, he's improving. Yes, he for he he'll be here before we know it. Thankful for the opportunity to be here again. We do want to welcome those to. To this church service this morning, we are at Manuel Baptist Church from here in Old Hampton, Kentucky. We uh, do bring you greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ here from this church. It's been for many years this church has put this program on, and uh, so we're thankful for that. And we pray for a pastor out away from us today, and pray God just bless him. He would soon be back with us. We have much to uh, be thinking about. These days are upon us. We soon be having uh, the time of revival. We'll be coming up here shortly, so we'll be. Uh, now, so now as time goes on, today we're going to look at a thought that uh, that uh, we were been made aware of today, and been studying a lot in Jeremiah here recently, and going back to the things that was uh, transpiring back in the days of Jeremiah and the nation of Israel. And there was a time that came up on Israel when that they were they were uh, led into idolatry. They were led into worshiping a, uh, a guy by the name of Baal, religion of Baalism, a very, very ungodly religion, a very ungodly uh, thing that people would drift into, a dangerous religion as well. Sad to say our nation is pretty much on that same road today. We're drifting away from God and going into things that that are very dangerous. We'll notice in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30 or 23, we will just get into the lesson this morning and uh, we'll go to this chapter and we'll look at a few things and we'll just go through God's Word and just show us where, where we are today. There's a thought that goes through the mind of people, no doubt, in this world today. Where's God at? Where is he at? Where can where is he at in the day in which we live? Seeing all this going on and, and seeing heartaches and sorrows and and the, the troubles that are upon this land. And, and I'm here to tell you, God's not too far away. He's nearer than we really think. We just look at God's word. That's what we're going to look at today. The God at hand. It's given to us in Jeremiah. We'll have a word of prayer. We'll get into the service. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this another beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. We we thank you for this good number that's here today with us, and thank we see those who are back with us been uh, uh, not well and back to, have been brought back to being be here again. We thank you for that, and we do ask you, Lord, to be with those who are not here today because of various reasons. Many are sick, many children on bed to affliction. Lord, we pray for them and bring them uh, back. Lord, be with us, and Lord, I should again just bless our pastor and continue to bless him as we know he's healing, and Lord, and he'd love to be here today, but Lord, we know that he has got to take care of his health yet for a few more days and then he'll be here with us Lord and we, we pray for him and bless all your people today bless all your churches your pastors your missionaries throughout this world where your word is being declared because Lord we know that everywhere this word is going out wherever 
it's been proclaimed that you're always in their midst as well as being here today in this service. Lord, bless the broken heart and breathe. We know of many whose hearts are broken this day, that you comfort them. Lord, I ask you to help our nation and those that lead us. And Lord, forgive me now where I sin against you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And amen. We go back to the time of Israel when they had went back into worshiping idols. And uh, this is a time under the King Ahaz. He was a very ungodly man, no doubt. He was with Jezebel. This nation had drifted over into idolatry. Going after things that God was not pleased with. Where it says in verse 1, it says, Be, O woe, be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Against the pastors that feed my people, you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. Then we drop down just a little bit farther into this thought as well. And you read verse 19 13, through 13, or 9 through 13, rather. <clears throat> he says here, My heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man, like a man whom wine hath overcome because of the Lord, because of the Lord, and because of the words of his holiness. For the land is full of adulterers. For because of swearing, the land mourneth. The pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up, and their course is evil, and their force is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Wherefore, their ways shall be unto them as a slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall therein. For I will bring up evil upon them and even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. And I have seen the folly in the prophets of Samaria, and they prophesied in Baal and caused my people to err. This was a time in the time of history of, of Israel. It was a black time, a serious time. We see here where they had been led away by the pastors, the prophets, and priests into worshiping an, un, an idol, an idol of immorality. The immorality of the people had been turned to these idols. And sad today, we're living those same times, aren't we? People are being drawn away into the idolistic things of this world. But here's one that was one of the most heinous gods that they worshipped. You go back and you study Baalism, and you'll see that it has much to do with the immorality and the lowest of of uh, the you can think of that people stoop so low and I say they even went to even offering their, their babies and children to these idols burning them in the fires and, and putting them out away from them and uh, so I even think about that today what we're doing in America in abortion is same, it's the same type of religion that they were and they were worshipping the gods and, and this god was, uh, was so so terrible that, uh, I'll not get much into that, but I want you to know God God had not shut His eyes upon these things. God knew all about it. God said in verse 23, I am a God at hand, saith the Lord, 
You're not a God afar off. What's going on in the world today? Going on. There's nothing hidden from God. What's going on in our families, our homes, our nation? God sees it all. See, today we're, we're to look at these things. Let our attention be drawn to these words of Jeremiah that were spoken to Israel. A time when their hearts were drawn away from God. A time when the pastors were not preaching the truth of God, but instead had led them into idolatry. And so, as we see here in verse 13, he said, I have seen, I have seen folly. He said, I have seen folly, he says here, in the prophets of Mary. And they prophesied in Baal and called my people to Israel to Aaron. What we must realize that this world that we're looking in at today and we're seeing all that's going on throughout this world, there is, oh, saying is, there's a payday someday. And there's going to time come when we're, have, we're going to pay for what our sins are. Israel paid a dear price. Just prior to this, you know, we hear much about climate change today. God brought Israel a three-year drought. I mean, a serious drought. And... Uh, we see all these things happening in our nation today concerning the, the, the phenomena of the world. I think people here say much and never seen nothing like this before. Folks, we're, we're just reaping the whirlwind. We're sowing to the wind. We're going to reap that whirlwind. Israel sowed to that wind. They reaped the whirlwind too. So now we see they've been led into idolatry, some of the most ungodly deeds that man could die, ever do, and their minds were turned totally against God. And verse uh, 69 and verse 5 of Psalms, Psalms 69 and verse 5. We just go through scriptures, and um, I'm, I'm one that will read a lot of scriptures. And uh, I'm telling you what, that, that's what we're here for. And I want to be sure that we get what God says, not me. Psalms chapter 69 and verse 4. It says that they encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune of lying snares privately, privately. They say, <laughs> who will see them? Yes, the, thing, the thought is today that God does not see what's going on. God does not know what's going on. I'm here to tell you, folks. He does know. The Scripture says, I am a God at hand. These words speak of the closeness of God and His presence at all times. It speaks of the nearness of God to us as God's people. So don't let it be thought that God does not know. Sad people think that way. They think, you know, they can hide from God, but there's nothing here from God. He's everywhere. He's here in the Mangle Baptist Church this morning. He's, he's at the, the, the Baptist churches, the people churches where they assemble all over this world. We have support several missionaries. And I'll tell you what, they, they are where they're at. God's Word is there. I'm thankful that God is everywhere because, you know, He's always made that, that uh, promise to His Son, Jesus Christ. We're two or three together in my name. I am in the mess. So we can proclaim that here today. So what we see here today, God has spoken these words to not only uh, to warn the pastor, priest, and prophet of the days of Jeremiah and all the many others in the Old Testament times as well. I believe it speaks to us today and what's to your living I believe speaking to pastors today and teachers and all those that are out here preaching that they need to stay where God 
where God is, a, is to be preached and, and His Son, Jesus Christ, to be proclaimed as Lord and Savior of this world. Get away from all these things of our, our, our figment of our minds and our thoughts. But turn back to God. That's what this nation needs. That's what the nation of Israel needed. God brought Israel back to them. He brought them back in, in, a, in an unusual manner here. They, they finally realized that who God was and who, how close God was. If you just go back to this chapter 23 of Jeremiah, just for a minute, you'll just see here that uh, <clears throat> there was some, something that went about. God, God told uh, old uh, Elijah, he said, you tell them. He said, here is this read here, what he told them here in these here verses. He says, verse 16, he says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the word of the prophets, that prophesy unto you, they make you vain, they speak a vision of their own heart, and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They will say unto them that spy me, the Lord has said, You shall have peace, and say, say to, unto everyone that walketh after imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. Ain't that what we're hearing today? Yeah, you'll hear that all over our world, you know. You know, you, uh, you hear those, you know, you, you trust me, we'll, we'll get you out of this mess. But we're trusting the wrong one. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his word, who hath marked his word and heard it? He says, Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury, even a grievous whirlwind. And it shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. And the anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have perfected or performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, you shall consider it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my council and had called my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil doings of their doings. I am a God at hand, said the Lord God, and a God not far off. Then he says, Can any man hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Saith the Lord. Do not I feel heaven and earth? Saith the Lord. And so we see, he says in verse 25, I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name. Saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the people, or the prophets? They prophesy lies. Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. Folks, I'm here to tell you, we've got to be careful who we listen to. We've got to be careful who we associate ourselves with in this world. Satan is on fire today to get the lies out. He is on fire today to get things turned around his way. And sad to say he's done a good job of it. And we see here, as uh, we go on into this, I'll just kind of go through this a little bit, just kind of talk about it. But you know, uh, Elijah told it. Oh, he had one day, on this day. He told him, he said, you bring your 450 prophets and you tell them to, to dress two bullocks and build an altar. And he said, you take them and you put them on this altar. It's one of them on the altar, and I'll take one. So they built them an altar, altar, and uh, we know that they prayed all day, all morning. They prayed and they prayed and they prayed. 
And Elijah, he asked him, said, where's your God? Is he asleep? Is he worse somewhere, away somewhere? What's going on with your God? Where's he at, that little God you worship? He said they even cut themselves in blood, gushed yowlers out of them. They, they just barely just butchered themselves. Nothing happened. Well, God, the word tells us, Elijah tells them, he said, he went and built him an altar. <coughs> and he laid the 12 stones for every tribe of Israel upon that altar. And he said, he, you know, he prepared his ox and he put it up on that altar. Amen. Dug a trench around it. He told him, fill that trench up. He put four barrels of water around it. He said, go get four more. Poured up on it. God showed the people that day where his God was. <laughs> he was a prayer away. Folks, our God today is just a prayer away. He said, he prayed to God, and fire came down from heaven. Look it all up. Keep going. <coughs> Folks, we serve a God that is at hand today. He's very near. He's very close to us today. Matthew 10 and 26, Christ said, For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. A few, years ago, for a, year, a few years ago, I brought a lesson on the unseen eye of God. The all-seeing eye of God. And we go back to 94th chapter of the book of Psalms. And we understand that He, has, he is a God of an all-seeing eye. And there is nothing hid. In any part of this world, God is in it. He's there. He sees it. He knows all about it. Psalms chapter 94. We'll just read here a few more verses. Like I said, I do like to read a lot of scripture. O Lord, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, shew thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumphant? How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. They break in pieces, thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They're, they're doing this all over the world today. They're, they're, the world is, is against us as God's people. And if these people need places today, we're suffering tremendously. But we see here, they slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, yet they say the Lord shall not see. Neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Here's God's answer. Understand, you brutish among the people and you fools. He says, Your wind will you be wise? He that planted the ear shall he says here, shall he hear? Or shall he not hear? He that formed the eyes shall he not see. 
we can just get a good understanding of what the word of they got a hand means right there. See, our, our God, whom we serve, sees every evil deed going in on going on in all the world. His eyes are watching, his ears are listening. He knows the hearts and mind of every individual upon this earth. Folks, he knows the heart and mind of you and I every day. Wherever people of God are assembled, he knows their hearts. He knows where we're at. He knows our hearts. He even knows the intent of the heart. He even knows our words before we speak them. He knows all about them. Christ, he, he told that one time back in His Word. And the thing about it is, one day, every man will give an account unto God. For all they had said and done. For he sees and hears all. Note verse 7. Yet they say the Lord shall not see. Neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. We're not serving a little island that does not say or hear. We're serving a great God. The God of the world. God of the universe. The God of creation. Terms like these, I just think of them as something, as, uh, it's just an atheistic notion or a thought or attitude toward God. Because verse 9, it shows us, it is written, He that planted the eye shall he not hear, and he formed the eye shall he not see. And so we, we realize that, that there's, a, there's a thing about Satan here, he is deceiving whom he will. He is, see, he is seeking to devour even you and I today as God people, trying to lure us away from hearing and listening to God. Back in Matthew <clears throat> chapter 13, the book of Matthew chapter 13 in verse 36 and 37, you note these scriptures here are written by Jesus Christ our Lord. He says here, Matthew 13, 36 and 37. He says, I gotta get over. I'm in I'm in Mark. It didn't look right. Just give me just a minute. And uh, we'll just get the right scripture here. And we'll just see here what we have here from the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ concerning the nearness of God. Matthew chapter 13. 36 and 37, where it says, Then Jesus, Matthew 13, 36 and 37, Then Jesus sent the multitudes away, and it says here, Went into the house of the disciples, came saying, Declare unto us the parable of the terrors. I'm in the wrong, still in the wrong verse, but what I hear is, He is speaking here, the, the verse I had I thought on, He was speaking to a group of Pharisees. And uh, he knew their thoughts before they even said them. He knew their thoughts before they even uh, could even bring them out of their mouths. And uh, he said that even he spoke of the idle words that they were to speak, that they would give an account of them one day in judgment. And he told them that thy words shall be justified. My words, thy words that thou 
shalt be justified by thy words, thou shalt be condemned. So I'm, I'm, my attention was, it says, I had wrong script wrote down, but my attention is drawn to this fact. God knows everything that's said, every thought that's made to mankind, regardless where they are in the world at this very minute. The emphasis of Jeremiah 23 is, I'm a God at hand, saith the Lord, not a God afar off. And folks, He is the great I Am. This speaks of the universal presence of God. He is a God at the, all places at all times. We must realize and understand that our God declared He Himself is not away somewhere idle. He's not some other place. He's right here today. He's not somewhere in an unknown place, for a matter of fact. See, <clears throat> there are three things that we understand about God that's given in God's Word. It speaks of the omnipotence of Christ for God and also for Christ, the Holy Spirit. They all are three in one. Omnipresence. Omnificence, and also the great truths of His power, the omnipotent power of God. In Psalm 102, 27, But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Folks, as long as this world stands, God will always be omnipresent. He's everywhere. And one day every man, woman, boy, girl, will stand before Him and give an account of their life while here on earth. Because He has seen and heard everything we did and said and every thought and everything about us, He knows about it. Yes, I can say this. I've heard this two or three times a week. Last night we were talking about it. Those foolish people took God's Word on Super Soul Sunday and kicked it around. It's going to be one book they'll look at one day. And they'll weep and wail because of what they did. You can't go and take God's Word, and I don't care how you handle it, to take it and use it like a football, make fun of it. One day, those people, I hate to say this, I don't, I don't hate to say it, I'll say it, they're going to be judged that book one day. This world will be judged for it. Don't take God lightly, folks. God's Word is serious. There's nothing in this world God does not know about. He knows it all. He knows everything. This brings us to another thought about one of the, um, uh, the attributes of God. His omniscience. Which expresses the infinite knowledge of God. What well, we must understand, God, is, God does not have, uh, He is not subject to any limitations. He does not subject himself to limitations. His understanding is unlimited. We serve a great God because in Psalms chapter 147 and 5, Psalm 147 and verse 5, it says, Great is our God and of great power. His understanding is uh, infinite, meaning it is limitless. It has no limits. He knows everything. Isaiah 40 and 28, I will read this. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of His understanding. So we see that 
that, the, that God we serve is a great God. He's not this little idol God that Israel was worshiping. This, un, this un, uh, heathen God, this ungodly God. We serve a God that knows all things. His eyes are open. His ears are open to hear, heed to our prayers and our, our thoughts that, that come before Him. There's another attribute of God that's noted, written in Scripture. It is the one we call here His omnipotent power of it. In Jeremiah chapter 32 and 27. Jeremiah chapter 32 and 27. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will give this city into the hand of the Canaanites, hand of the neighbors, Canaanites, king of Babylon, and take it. And he talks about he has the power to set up kingdoms. He has power to take down kingdoms. And he knows all about these things that we do in this world. He knows all these things. And he is faithful. And he's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's omnipotent. And he knows it all. And uh, he told Abraham, he said, I am God Almighty in chapter 17 and 1. And that's what he is. He's Almighty. And today we may, may we realize we have a God who is a mighty God who said, I will never leave. I'll never forsake you. He sent his only begotten son to this world, folks, for you and I. That we might be saved. And today he is the one that we must declare he is the Father. He is the God of all, all grace. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. And he had no limits. He's at hand everywhere throughout this world. He's close, he's near. He said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. That's the God we serve. That's the God we honor here today at the Magna Baptist Church. See, this is the God we serve. We must trust Him. Believe on Him. Believe on His Son, Jesus Christ. That's who we are to worship. Not to worship man. See? Scripture tells us and Book of Acts 4.12, when Peter came and spoke those great truths, there is no, none other name among men or under heaven among men or given among men, whether by we must be saved. I don't know where and how far these words I speak this morning will go, but I do know these words of God will go with it. I can, I can say also that under authority of God's word where he says, I am a God at hand. He's everywhere, folks. Wherever you be at in this world, wherever, Thermonadio, wherever, God's there. He says here, I'm not far off. Because it says again, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 32 and 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. He said, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. And nobody said, is there anything too hard for me? Folks, is it, any hard, is it too hard for God to be everywhere if it's not? 
This is too hard for God to be here this morning. No, it's not. Folks, we serve this God. <laughs> He's a holy God. Throughout this world, God sends His Son to seek unto save all those that will come unto Him by faith. Here's the Holy God. His hand is everywhere to all those that come unto Him through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. This is the God we serve. It's far different from the God that Israel was serving that day. And it's far, it's far different from the God this world serving this day. We must not take the seriousness of the praise of God lightly. Yes, our God is at hand. And Christ said, All that cometh to me, he said, I will not cast out. That's to all the world. Every morning, every day, every night, every hour, every second, every split second as far as that, God is at hand. Yes, our God is at hand. He is so close that no matter where we are in the world, when we call upon His name, He's there to hear it. He's also there to answer prayers too. This is the God we serve, folks. There is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved, and it's through Jesus Christ our Lord, God's Son. There's another thought that can be drawn from this as well. The closeness of God and Him being at hand from our text. The time that God sees only begotten Son of this world to call His people home. Folks, it's a hand. It is truly getting close. It's at it's hand. The days in which we live pointing to that hour and that day that we're going to be called home. <laughs> Scripture tells us the day is at hand. Time for God's people to realize how close at hand it is. We need to be looking up. Because it says in Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 11 and 12. Romans chapter 12, it says here, He says here, to be not sloth from business, fervent spirit, serving the Lord. Because, He said, we'd be rejoicing in hope. Be patient, tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints and giving to hospitality. He said, Bless those which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. He said, Be of the same mind, one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of law state. Be not wise in your own conceit. What we must realize is that time is at hand. We must be doing the things that God wants us to do. 
We must be where God wants us to be. Because 1 Peter 4 and 7, we are reminded, 1 Peter 4 and 7, but the end of all things is at hand. It means it's close. It means it's near. Nearer than ever before. What does he say? Be ye therefore sober. That word sober means be ready. He said, be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Yes. We can pray here. God, people pray in any parts of this world. <laughs> I remind you, God is at hand. He's there. He there wherever wherever there is life. He's there. Today to the lost throughout this world. May it be known. Christ is coming soon. He's coming. Wherever you are about this world, here today, He's coming. He's at hand. God's going to tell His only begotten Son one day to go and bring my children home. Folks, it's at hand. We look at the Scripture, and you see every Scripture pertains to this. Christ Himself, He gave Scriptures just to tell us exactly what the days would be that these words of hand will mean. He told his disciples back in his writings and when he was with them those two and a half, three years, and they asked him one day what would be the signs of the coming of, this, of these last days. Folks, we're in them. We're in these last days. We're, these days that we're in, it's a, 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 they're at hand to what God's spoken about. They're near, they're close. And he tells us in his word that, that uh, he said he's only begotten son into the world, the whole world, to seek and to save the lost. And he came saying, come unto me. He said, come unto me and I will give you rest. This world will not give you any rest, folks. This world is, a, is in a topsy-turvy, it's all messed up. It's all just been torn apart. We're destroying ourselves from within. But God's word tells us through his son, he said, you come unto me and I'll give you rest. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, folks, and thou shalt be saved. That's rest. Psalm 145 and 18. I'm coming to close here shortly. Psalms 145 and 18. It says, The Lord is nigh. And be near. It means He is at hand. The Lord is nigh or near or at hand to all them that call upon Him. To all that call upon Him in truth. Folks, if you're here lost today, this word goes to you too. 
He is a hand. He's here today. He's told us, well, two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm in the midst also. And as Brother John said many times, we can truly declare it. He's here today. He's close. And he said he'd be so close that he'd be closer than, closer than a brother. I'm thankful we have a God who is at hand. It's not somewhere like those 450 prophets pray to. He had to be asleep. They couldn't hear him or he's somewhere in far land. But oh, folks, I'll tell you what. We serve what God does say. We serve a God does hear. We serve a God that they were everywhere, ever present, all knowing, unseeing, and understanding. And He's all powerful, folks. I'm I'm convinced that today, through God's word, I can honestly tell you, to you today, that truly God is at hand. All right, Brother Jared, come and sing another song. 
evening service. It's 545, perhaps 630. We'd like to pray for all these that are uh, on that affliction on that day with us. We have some more of the children up to school again. We'd like to pray for them. 